0: Welcome to The Wellness Phenoms, a podcast about the joys and struggles of life. The show will hit on topics such as mental health, fitness, finances, and spirituality. We are your hosts, Logan and Josh, two friends sharing our experiences with the world in an effort to help others. We are by no means experts, just highly passionate about these topics and eager to challenge ourselves and those around us.
1: Hey Phenoms, welcome back. Today is episode 56, Evolution of Friendships.
0: To learn more about us and the show, check us out at www.wellnessphenoms.com. And while you are there, check out our patron program where you can make a pledge to support the show financially. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Wellness Phenoms.
1: Well, so Josh and I have been talking a little bit about um, kind of like meaningful friendships and and their intricacies and um, kind of how we we often lump like all of our friends kind of into one large bucket sometimes. Um, not always, but, um, but in reality there are a lot of multiple levels to friendships and, and how I think we connect to one another and how friendships change over time. Um, and it really kind of led us to wanting to do an episode on the evolution of friendship. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, <clears throat> as friendships, you know, we talk about kind of putting them in one bucket, and um, I think some of that comes from kind of how social media skews the perception of friendships. Uh, nowadays, we have, you know, our in-person friends and online friends, um, and, and you know, even calling some of the people online friends is, is an interesting way to look at it sometimes. But um, I think that... that that different view, um, these days with the online versus in person and, and can really kind of skew the way we look at it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, when you talk about online friendships, um, and this isn't to, um, you know, knock, um, online friendships, but they are certainly different in nature. You know what I mean? I mean, in person, I think, you know, you are seeing the body language of somebody and, not that you can't through video and things like that, but there, there, I think there's a major difference between physically spending an hour of time in person with somebody versus say messaging back and forth through, you know, Snapchat or some messenger platform or what have you. But, you know, one of the biggest things um, I've noticed, I think on the positive side of online is that, you know, for me, like there's a lot of people that, that, were in my past, you know, um, that maybe used to be close friends or something of that nature. And, you know, we've disconnected over the course of time, but like through say Facebook or Instagram, stuff like that, you know, I can still kind of be involved in their life to an extent, at least by being able to see what they're up to and, you know, watching their kids grow up through that, you know, platform and, and. Um, so there is some good to it for sure. But I think that it, like Josh said, it, it does also kind of, you know, skew things a little bit, um, because it, it really is just sometimes that just physically seeing those things, but you don't really have like communication between that person necessarily.
0: Yeah. It's interesting how they kind of, you know, it's almost like the, the world has shrunk since uh, a lot of the social media stuff and being able to see those people that you wouldn't probably really have any kind of relationship with if you didn't have that outlet. Yeah. Well, and I think that that,
1: you know, on the flip side of that too, I think that, you know, like if I look back and see some of the, the people that used to be really close to me and I'm now just kind of watching through social media, you know um, I think sometimes that stuff changes our um, like desire or want to like necessarily physically talk to them too. You know, I think, you know, back in the day, sometimes you'd actually just call somebody up and catch up with them. Whereas now, you know, you're seeing all these little tidbits through social media. So it almost, not always, but sometimes I think removes that need to like reach out, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's, it's a very interesting dynamic. And I also think too, you know, with especially these younger generations coming in, how social media, impacts the way that we communicate with others too. Um, which I think can really directly relate to friendship, right? Like how we're connecting physically, emotionally, things like that with other people.
0: Yeah. That's, it's, it's definitely very interesting how it's evolved over time. And, uh, um, especially with texting versus calling or, you know, I remember when the, cause I'm not super huge in social media. Um, I'm in it, but I don't, you know, I don't, Know all the new lingo and stuff, and I remember the first thing, first time I saw DM, DM me, my brain was like, "What? What's DM me?" <laughs> but direct message me. I mean, it's just right. a totally different um, dynamic and, and a way of communicating. But uh, I think it's it's definitely has its benefits. Yeah,
1: yep. I think there's you know, like anything, there's the good and the bad that mm-hmm. come with it. But I think a lot of this stuff, you know, you know, we're we're talking about. You know, if we're one of those people that we kind of just bucket all of our friends up into one bucket, you know, um, I think really there there is a major delineation between different levels of friendships, like we were kind of talking about. And so, you know, Josh and I kind of wanted to discuss some of that delineation and what that those different levels kind of look like, and 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 the differences between those levels. Um, so, one of the first ones is obviously our close friends. Um, and you know, this could be close friends, family, whatever, but people, people that are closest to you in your life. Um, and you know, typically at least for us, what we've discussed, some of the, the things that we've seen is that those are the people in your life that really you're kind of sharing the strongest bond with. Um, and yeah,
0: I think uh, especially like the bond is somebody that's reliable that you know if you're if you're in a situation where you need something um some kind of help or uh anything like that they, this person's going to be there when you need it and it's not gonna, there's no question. Yeah.
1: And I think along with that reliability that you kind of see from those closer people um is they're also somebody that you want to actually spend a, a lot of time with on a regular basis. Um and to me, that's kind of a, a sign of a, a close friend, you know, is, is somebody that, you know, you desire to spend time with them frequently, um, like Josh and I, right? Like, yeah, we are at least together once a week for the podcast stuff, you know, whether we're laying out an episode or whatever. But, you know, <laughs> we spend a lot more of that time talking just amongst one another, you know. Yeah. And sharing
0: what's going on in our lives and
1: you know, grabbing coffee, getting breakfast, things like that. You know, we spend quite a bit of time together. So Josh and I would be considered like close friends, I guess. Um, but, you know, more than just really being somebody that, you know, we mutually want to spend a lot of time together, um, I think is is that somebody that's close to us, They're they're probably somebody that we're a lot more likely to share a lot more intimate details with.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I also think, you know, these are people that we would also look to for trusted advice, maybe in situations that, uh, that we're going through or, um, things we're trying to think through that, you know, their opinion is something that would really matter to us, um, on how they might handle the situation. Yeah.
1: Big time. I mean, you know, I think that's, you know, one of the nice things with a close relationship is that, you know, they're kind of like a confidant, um, to you, right? You can share things with them that you might not just go shouting out and marketing to the rest of the world, right? But um but it, like Josh said you're you're able to maybe seek that trusted advice from them, you know, and and that kind of goes back to also to that reliability piece. You know, it's somebody that that we know is there to help give us advice. You know, whether it's right or wrong or otherwise, you know, we know that what they're going to say is you know, it's, it's an opinion that matters to us.
0: Yeah. And I think too, that the trusted advice piece is it really, you have the ability with that person um, to let your guard down and really have like tough conversations uh, in regards to what's going on. And I think that, you know, those are the, those are the kind of conversations where you really, you know, they might push back on you or you might push back on them, but you know, it's out of love and caring and understanding um, for one another that you're able to have those conversations and at the end of the day, you know, kind of walk your separate directions and, and not let it affect the relationship. Exactly.
1: And I think that's, that's the last thing too, that, you know, we wanted to talk about with close friendships is, is they've been tested, you know, typically through good and the bad, you know, um, you might've had some arguments or you might've suffered, you know, some sort of experience together, you know, where, um, you had to get through a tough time, whether that was between the two of you or the two of you together getting through something. Um, you know, it's usually these close friendships; they're they're kind of tried and true, almost. You know, they they've been tested through through everything, and and it I think is a a big thing because it it kind of solidifies that friendship almost. You know, you obviously you know you already have a lot of things in common with this person. Um, and you get along well and you share stuff with one another, but, but, um, being able to test that, that friendship through kind of thick and thin, it, it really kind of solidifies things a lot more because I think you see people's true colors through that, you know?
0: Yeah. I think, um, you know, as you talk about good and bad, I think that the, the strongest friendships are built on bad times. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's bad between you and your friend. I think that, you know, if, if something happens in your life as a major change is, is a really good way to see who your close friends are, uh, especially when something negative happens to you, whether that's self-created or just something out of the, you know, th- that happened. But, um, you know, I can tell you in my past and, you know, some of the decisions I made and, and places I've left and, and finding those relationships that stuck, it's amazing to see Uh, You know, sometimes how we think we have close friends and they might not fit into that box after you've gone through a tough time or a real struggle or growth period um, is huge to see who's standing with you, I think, on the other side. Yeah.
1: A great example of that. Have you ever moved?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if uh, you've moved and not done so with a moving service, which many of us cannot afford, (laughs) um, we often turn and lean on our friends. And (laughs) I have found time and time again, who's really there, who really cares. And I mean, obviously there are times that somebody's just tied up there. They have something they can't change. But the number of times I've seen people commit to me that, yep, I'll be there. We'll help you. And then... Moving day comes around and yeah, one person shows up, three people show up, whatever it might be like, you know, and so it's, you know, it's stuff like that, you know, little things happen throughout our, throughout our life. And, and you start to really kind of over time through these moments, experiences, good or bad, you can kind of start to uh, hone in on who's really going to be there when you need them. So,
0: yeah, Exactly. And the, you know, so the next kind of section of friends or bucket, um, would be really our casual friends. Um, and this is in our definition, someone that has, we have a bond with, but, um, you know, they're not, not fully strengthened yet. So we, we know them, we spend time with them and, uh, kind of learning more about them. Yeah.
1: Yep. Somebody, I think maybe that you're, you're definitely gravitating towards, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, but you maybe have not been tested through thick and thin yet. You know, um, maybe you haven't really formulated that secure bond with the person or, or you, you mostly trust them, but you're, you're still not a hundred percent sure yet. You know, um, I think that one thing, um, with that is like, sometimes we still, um, are kind of testing the waters, um, and we might still be kind of just slightly guarded with that person.
0: Um, yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, a good benefit of this group of friends, I think, is that the, they typically bring a variety to the friendship. Um, often when you're, you know, you're with your close friends and you're, you get so used to each other. I mean, you know the ins and outs the good and bad, you know, you know, everything, you get in routines, you do the same kind of things. Um, and having a group of casual friends can really kind of help push you outside of your comfort zone at times, uh, create excitement and um, doing new things. And I think just, you know, adding more variety to your life and, and uh, maybe you find things that you didn't know you like. Yeah, exactly. That
1: I think that that's a, a really good point because, you know, We do. I think with our close friends, you know, sometimes we have that close friend that is just a loose cannon, right? That they are, they are the variety, but, (laughs) but I think that's more the exception than the rule. You know, usually it's, it's the people, um, that you spend a lot of time with as your, as your close friends, you really just kind of come to expect how they operate, you know, how they talk to you, you know, and you kind of, have a good idea before you even get together how that hangout is kind of going to go. And I think it's your, you know, your casual friends that they really do bring that. You don't always know what you're going to get, you know, Uh you don't know what conversations you're going to wind up in and funny stories you might hear and what they might recommend to do. Um, And I think that's really important to have, you know, Um, which I think is a a great note that all of these levels that we're talking about um, are all important. In their own way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It almost creates like a level of, you know, a balance in, in your, your friendship relationships. I think, uh, having the variety and in different levels really helps almost like well round you.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that with, you know, your, your casual friends, you're, you're, you're not spending near as much time with them typically as you would say your close friends. And, and that's, you know, part of where I think a lot of that variety and stuff like that comes in. And it, it's, it's a different experience than you normally have day in and day out. Um, and, and I think that another thing with some of the more casual friendships that's important to note is that these are probably people that maybe were somewhat comfortable around, and we might share some stories and stuff like that, but we may not get necessarily too personal um with the stories and the information that we share with these people um and i think that also this might be somebody too that we might seek out their opinions um but we, we might not necessarily be seeking out like their trusted advice
0: yeah like their like their idea on the situation but you might not agree or um know where they're wholeheartedly coming from yeah and i think too that you know that's what kind of leads to probably the, the being a little bit guarded and not giving them all the personal info. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. And then our uh, last category with this is, is our acquaintances. Um, and with, I don't know, I think with acquaintances um, the way that we would kind of define this out is, is somebody that you know of, or that you've had some sort of an experience with, um, and this doesn't have to be a big experience, but just something small and minute.
0: Yeah. I think a great example is, you know, somebody you see at work that you say hi to, you don't really know a lot about them, but it's always like, Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Yeah. And, and these people might
1: be individuals that, you know, we look forward to seeing, but it usually is in passing. You know, yeah. I, I think back to like past jobs, like Josh was mentioning, like just walking through a hall or walking into the building or out of the building, you know, there's, there's people that you would come to almost expect to see every so often. And, you know, you might just stop and chat. Um, and it could even just be like a simple high and buy, but over the course of time, you, I kind of develop and work up to that. They're now an acquaintance of yours, you know, you know of them, you've had some experience with them. Um, but they haven't risen to that level of, being, you know, a casual friend or a close friend. Um, but they're also not a stranger to you.
0: Yeah. And it's a person that you really, you know, you don't spend time with them maybe out of work or or if you don't run into them, there's no like pointed time you set aside to get with them. You just kind of interact as you bump into each other. And I think that, you know, an acquaintance is someone that, that you might reach out to for information, uh, really focused though, I think on their experience um, or maybe, you know, the, the area of expertise that they might have or that you know of. Um, but it's kind of a very pointed informational search. You're not really uh, touching base with them on pr- broader topics, I would think.
1: Yeah, exactly. It is somebody we're probably not going to be sharing, you know, personal information or intimate details with, you know like take Josh, for example, he is a realtor. So, um, you know, say he was just an acquaintance of mine. I know he's a realtor. Maybe I've got some realty questions, something like that. That's kind of what we're talking about where maybe I'd reach out because I know he's got some expertise in a certain area in this case, realty. And, and I might just reach out to, Hey, you know, can you answer a couple questions for me type of thing?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, and I think that you know, we we probably could have put another level in here as, as being strangers because we mentioned that, right? But um, I think that one's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, if they don't fall into these three levels, they're most likely a stranger to you. You don't know who these people are. They're people you, you know, see as you're out shopping or what have you. Um or people you've never seen at all. (laughs) Yeah. You know um, but you know that kind of brings us to that you know so those are kind of the levels of friendship but you know we really wanted to dig into the evolution of friendship.
0: Yeah I think that it's one of those areas that you know it does change as you you know are younger um, kids into teenagers and then Moving into young adults and adults, um, the the landscape changes. I think the the meat of the relationship changes, and really, um, kind of the things we look for. And I think that you know, as you're younger and in school, um, the world's a lot smaller. Where you're in a in more of a same geographical area. Most likely, you live closer to the people you go to school with, um, and a lot of what you're interacting with is is in classrooms on breaks or. Uh, sports teams or, you know, um, other school activities, after school activities. But I think that in that world, um, those are kind of the main focuses of your relationships is is the people who are close to you, the people you see every day, and that might have similar interests in the sport or the activities you like.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, this could be all sorts of things too, like Josh mentioned, sports programs. I mean, it could be you know, religious groups that you're part of. It could be social groups that you're involved in outside of school. Um, you know, it, it could be a lot of different things. I mean, it could even be like, you know, say your parents' friends and their kids, Yeah. you know. A lot of times it is. Yeah. And sometimes those worlds all come together, right? You know, maybe you've got a friend at school, they come over to play, mom or dad comes over to pick them up and the, you know, mm-hmm. parents become friends. I mean, it kind of creates a tight knit little world. Um, and I think that evolution starts to change and progress and stuff as we move on outside of school. Once, once we've completed grade school, you know, we may move on to college. Um, maybe we enter straight into the workforce. Um, but, that would be kind of like your young adult phase. And, and I think that when we start to do that, things might start to change, right? Because now you're going to possibly a whole different school or now you're in a workforce. Um, it might be where you grew up and it might be somewhere different. Um, but as, as we leave grade school, I think a lot of our friends start to move, you know, especially if people do go to college, things like that, it starts to, we start to see that displacement of people geographically.
0: Well, I think you see the, especially in that young adult phase as you really see the difference in geographical convenience um, and how it's harder and takes more effort. I think at times to keep those relationships stronger as you move apart or, you know, if, if you have a friend that goes to college and you have a friend that enters the workforce, you're kind of in different places in your life, um, different routines. And I think that as, as you reach that young adult, you really see um, kind of the energy and, and effort it takes to keep those relationships strong. I think as you're younger and in grade school, it's easy because you see each other every day at school or practice or when your parents get together. Um, but now as you're in a young adult, you're trying to find a, find a balance between your time, uh, new friend's time, old friend's time. And it kind of just builds, um, kind of a learning phase, I think, to figure out what's important to you and what's not important to you and how are you going to make both worlds work?
1: Yeah. I think that's a great point though, is, you know, because you do your, you're, you're really essentially adding a lot of different moving parts into the mix that, probably never existed in your life before and and i think that it is a big learning phase you know because we're first starting now to see you know like the geographical stuff you know if if best friend moves clear across the country to go to to school maybe you stay in hometown and are going to school there or working or maybe you go to far away for school as well you know maybe maintaining that relationship. Right. And, or if that relationship is going to maintain, you know, cause this is where you start to see a lot of friendships kind of fizzle
0: out. Yeah. It's like a testing phase. You really find out who is, who is worth keeping in touch with and who's not, I think, uh, you know, as it, and then it continues to evolve as we move forward to, to really adult life. And I think that that's where You really find changes in friendships and the importance in friendships. And, um, you know, you're moving from whether you're in school and you're starting a job. uh, Maybe you're a young adult and you're advancing in your job. You know, this is where you start to see a lot of things like your family dynamic changes. Maybe you have a partner or significant other. Maybe you're married and have kids. Maybe, you know, now you're working, you have kids, you have a partner, which is a bunch of added responsibilities. And then you add on top of that proximity. I think a lot of things, you know, one of the things me and Logan were talking about, is especially when you're an adult, you know, we're here in the Denver metro area. Well, you could have a friend in the Denver metro area. and It takes you 45 minutes to get to their house. I mean, it's not easy for those situations when you live that far apart to get together. It takes effort. It takes planning. Um, and I think it, take, you know, it takes the initiative to want to. And I think as we grow and get into that adult phase, it really your values and um, really expectations change in, in friendships uh, as the evolution of, of it moves into that adult phase. And I think that that's a good thing. I think, you know, a lot, I think it's hard at first when it, when you start kind of moving through these phases and you see, well, I'm, I'm, maybe friends are dropping off here, you're gaining new friends here. Um, but I think as you get older, you see that uh, the majority of people see that pool kind of shrink into into a group of people that really fit their niche of what they need.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean, I feel like too, like, you know, some people will start to realize in the adult life too, that, you know, it actually becomes harder for some people to make friends. Not always, but, um, you know, I I think there's a lot more effort that has to go in because like Josh is talking about this 45 minute possible drive across the Denver Metro area, you know, and as, as a kid, for example, You may not have all of these responsibilities, a job and maybe kids or pets that you have to take care of, things like that. But when you move into that adult phase of life, you start to have an exorbitant amount of responsibilities where as a kid, maybe 45 minutes to go over there is no big deal, right? You can go over there and hang out all evening if you want and then come home and go to bed. But as an adult, you might not necessarily be able to give up that much time. And, and so, you know, but I think that, you know, like what I was starting to say before is that, you know, we, because of all of these responsibilities that we have, it, you have to put a lot more effort in, I think, to getting more involved in other things. Like uh, more recently here, I just finally um, started getting into some like league type sports stuff um, because you know, it, A, it's a great way to socialize, but, you know, the effort that takes, I mean, it actually costs money to join these leagues. You have to devote this time, um, to go to them, but, but, you know, it's things like that where, you know, as a kid, I think it's so much easier, right? Okay. Well, I want to play basketball. And then you meet a ton of kids on the basketball team, right. And make Uh friends that way. But as an adult, um, you know, given the more limited, time restrictions that we have because of all the responsibilities we actually have to make kind of an asserted effort to go out of our way to involve ourselves in things that are going to allow us to meet people.
0: Yeah, and I think that you know putting in that effort to find uh the people that you do want to be friends with and have those relationships with really helps you know on the most common friendships, mature friendships. I think you'll still have those that don't turn into that, but um, you know, having the, putting in the effort and really setting aside the time, I think can help foster those more mature friendships and ultimately really help uh, those relationships just be more meaningful. Um, Because I think that it, like Logan said, it takes the effort and the extra push uh, to keep those people close. And, and by doing that, I think you're showing that you're, you know, invested in it as, as they are.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think that too, like when we say more mature friendships and, you know, more meaningful, like it's not to say that, you know, as a child, those friendships are not important. Certainly they're what's helping you grow and shape and mold as a person. But, but as we get older, you know, I think that we as people are just maturing in general and, you know, there's a lot more things on the line. Again, a lot of the responsibilities that we have both financially, maybe to our families, to pets, things like that. And I think that we start to think a lot more seriously in a sense. And, and, you know, so friendships kind of evolve together like that, you know, and, and, um, Yeah, I don't know.
0: I think as you move through the phases, like you, there's always, everybody can relate to a handful of people that go with you, right? Like I still have friends from high school. I just went to San Diego um, back in November and we got a group together. Um, And I think that everybody has a handful of people that that they do move through and you do end up finding time to get together, even if you're far across the country or um, whatnot. And those kind of build into those, I think, you know, most of mature relationships that I can think of, you know, close friends, my best friend from high school lives here in the metro area as well. And, you know, being able to get together with him and see him uh, is great. And I think that, you know, as that's part of the evolution is that you, you do take people with you um, as you go. It's just finding those people that kind of fit what you need. And I think that as we do reach that adult, you know, level of friendship, we really have an ability or build an ability to kind of weed out the friendships we no longer need or find fulfilling that don't meet meet our needs, or yeah. maybe we can't meet their needs. It just you know. But I think that as you move through and grow up, uh, you kind of find that tenacity or ability to just really, I think, stand up for yourself a little bit more and know what you need.
1: Yeah, well, that is true. And I think that, you know, I think that's part of that maturity, right? Because, you know, I think as we become young adults and then move into our, you know, middle age, older adult life, I think that, you know, what we find most important in our life changes over that course of that time. And, and obviously, to avoid toxicity in our life, we, we kind of try and pull in people that are close to us, I think, or, you know, some some people value differences in opinion while others value similarities in, in opinions. Um, and, you know, I think everybody's different on that note. And we start to figure those things out about ourselves of what's important to us. And then we meet other people and we start to see what's important to them. And and, and then, you know, what, what our friendship, if any, is going to look like.
0: I think, too, the good point is that People change over time, right? So we're talking from a, from a child to adolescence to, you know, adults. There's a lot of change going on. So maybe the person that you were good friends with when you are younger just doesn't fit it anymore. They've changed in, in their views or their, you know, the way their things they're going after, the way they live their life. It might not be a good fit. So I think just having that realization that, hey, you know, things situations change, people change, and sometimes um, it just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Well, I think,
1: you know, we kind of talked about, you know, the social groups and stuff. Um, but I, I think that that's really a huge part of, of our adult life is, you know, we, we talked about like some people might find it a lot harder to make friends and whatnot as an adult. And, um, you know, I've experienced that as well, you know, cause as an adult, for example, you know, you go out to the bar and I've, I've found this a lot in my, my experience, but like, I'll go out to the bar and I'll meet all these really cool people. But a lot of times those people that I meet, not always, but a lot of times those really cool people that I meet, they end up becoming bar friends. (laughs) It's almost like a whole nother category of its own, you know? Uh Um, But, you know, kind of, I guess if you will, like a casual friend, but I found that a lot of these people, every time I see them or every time we hang out, it's, I met them at a bar and now it's about going back to the bar. It's really weird.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, you know, really being, you know, I think that you surround yourself or you, I think as you get older, you really find the people in the situations that you're in kind of like, uh, you know, you're talking about sports, um, whether it's at the bar or whether it's at, you know, maybe a if you have kids, maybe you meet people at kids activities, Um, but I think you end up kind of building those relationships kind of in the space that you're in, um, whether that's work or, or, uh, social activities, like you were saying. Yeah. Well, and I think
1: that you just mentioned another one, right. Is work. You know, I think a a lot of people in adult life, that's how they're probably most likely to meet new people is through their work. And, you know, sometimes those are great people to be friends with other times, you know, like past jobs I've had, you know, when I hang out with those work friends outside of work, well, guess what? We end up talking about work. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, Not always. Some of us have very good boundaries in place, you know, and, and we kind of restrict that conversation, but um, you know, as an adult, those are all things you kind of have to look at and consider and, and and they shape and mold how our, our connection with these people is going to be and, and what, like if we're hanging out, what that time is going to look like.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, really, as you go through building these different buckets and, and uh, you know, choosing your friends, I think the biggest thing is really just being realistic on your expectations with the friends. I think, you know, first and foremost, what what does this relationship mean to you personally? And then, you know, do you expect something back in return? Um For favors. I think the example of this is, you know, really is this a friendship where, you know, you're there to support them and help them and whatever they need? Or is this a quid pro quo? Like, do you want, is this a relationship where you need back um, some form of gratitude or, uh, you know, gesture that you might give out? And I think that having realistic expectations personally, um, and then really diving in to see if, if this is the kind of relationship that person wants, right? Is it, is it a give and take, or is it something that I can just kind of support them and be there and enjoy them in my life?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think too, like, you know, this is where in life, um, I think a lot of people see, um, where they go from having a really large social group to kind of honing in on, on more of a, a niche, uh, social group. Um, you know, and we've, we find those people that, you know, are most important to us and we mean something to them. And, and, and we start to kind of, our, our close friends may get a lot smaller as we get older. They might not, not everybody obviously is the same, but um, again, these are part of the evolution, right? Um, And as we get older, I think we start to see a lot of these changes. And I think it's really important to note out that all these changes, they're very common as we get older. And um, I think that sometimes people always look at the past. Well, I always used to make so many friends and I had a huge friend group, and now I have this smaller, you know, close friend group than I've ever had before. And I don't have as many casual friends, things like that. And I think sometimes we start to like wonder, like, what are we doing wrong? But are we actually even really doing anything wrong? You know, I think it's, it's part of that evolution.
0: Yeah. I think it's good to keep, you know, an open mind about the changes and, you know, be honest with yourself on what's causing them and what, you know, I think it's like Logan said, it's part of the evolution, but uh, you know, being open and honest with the people you need and the people you don't need.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, it's time for the afterthought where we leave you with quotes, challenges, and other thoughtful moments.
1: So the first quote that we have for you today um, is by Elizabeth Foley, and it's the most beautiful discovery true friends make is that they can grow separately without growing apart.
0: And the second quote is from Oprah Winfrey, and it's lots of people want to ride with you in the limo, but you want, or sorry, but what you want is someone who will take the bus with you when the limo breaks down.
1: I like that one. Well, don't forget to check out our website at www.wellnessphenoms.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Wellness Phenoms. Go subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on any new episodes, and you can also drop a review on the Apple Podcast app.
0: Alrighty, Phenoms. Until next time, enjoy the journey and stay well.